ask anyone to name some Scottish foods and you can be sure that haggis will be in the tip of their tongue. This traditional Scottish dish was so beloved of Burns that it boasts its own tribute to a haggis. So it makes sense that it is a centrepiece of the traditional Burns supper and will be served up at events all over the world on the 25th of January. This episode of Tea the Bard will discuss what makes haggis such an important part of this cultural celebration. Our guests are well acquainted with the great chieftain of the Puddin race. James McSween is a third generation member of Scotland's first family of haggis and owns Britain's biggest haggis brand. Colin Bussey is a former executive chef in the Glen Eagles Hotel and a haggis enthusiast. So Colin, you've created many contemporary dishes using haggis. What is it that you love about it? The versatility, um, the blend of flavours, the spices without being, you know, spicy, spicy hot. Um, the natural ingredients and the best of ingredients you know, I think some people have a, a myth that haggis is made with all the bad parts. It's the quality of the ingredients you put in reinforces what you get out at the other end. And actually, that's something that's very important. And that's one of Burns's messages into a haggis. Haggis is good, hemely fair, it's nutritious, it's robust, it's filling, and it is to be celebrated. Absolutely. James... Haggis is having something of a global renaissance with more than ever being exported overseas. What's the reaction been like in places like Canada and Singapore? Well, uh, incredible. Um, and we broke into Canada in 2017 and, and Singapore in the same year. Haggis hadn't been to, exported to Canada for 46 years at that point. And through the work that we did with the Scottish government and SDI, we were able to to open that market up. Um, and the same as Singapore, it was a slightly shorter period of time, but um, it, it's phenomenally popular. Um, the, the sales are starting to, to take off and the reaction that we get, especially through Facebook, when somebody stumbles upon haggis, um, you know, they post it and go, my God, I found this in my local shop. I'm over the moon. You know, I can really eat real haggis tonight because haggis is available domestically in, in America and Canada, but you know, we're we're trying to send them the most authentic um, Scottish haggis to Canada, and and it's been really well received, which is which is a fantastic result. And why do you think that haggis is so intrinsically linked to Scottish culture? Burns Burns has got such a huge part to play in that, um, and the the diaspora that's forty million wide. You know, there's there's Scots literally in the four corners of the world, but. A lot of it boils down to Robert Burns, um, him being our national poet, um, Old Lang Syne being the third most popular song sung in the English language after He's a Jolly Good Fellow and, and Happy Birthday. Um, you know, because you don't even need to be Scottish and you're probably going to know the words to Old Lang Syne. You'll certainly know the tune or some of it. But we were very proud of being Scottish and, you know, Guys wear kilts. You know, I, I when I travel on business, I, I wear my kilt. I'm, I'm proud to be Scottish, um, and and it doesn't matter. I think where you go in the world, you you want to be Scottish and and take Scotland with you, um, and that's probably what's um, enabled the Scottish culture to to permeate so widely. But um, haggis is just one of those dishes. It's like whiskey and shortbread and smoked salmon. It's Scottish. Um, and people like to celebrate that. Absolutely. 
Now, Colin, what are your favourite ways to serve haggis if an audience are looking for some inspiration? Have you ever catered a bounce supper? And what would that menu look like? Yeah, I, th- I think I've done my fair share of Burns Suppers. 1980, I came to Scotland. Um, some of the best ones and some of the the biggest, well, whilst the Glen Eagles, we used to do a, a thing at Blyathel Castle called the Keepers of the Quake, and that would incorporate haggis every time and, you know, the address to the haggis. And it's, again, it's when you see the pie power and the, the whole aspect of that, it's phenomenal. I suppose the biggest one I've catered for was when I was executive chef on Oriana for about two and a half thousand people when you're sailing probably in a very hot country, but you happen to be uh, the 25th of January sailing around the world and you still have a Burns night supper. Um, Some of the best ones have been in London at the the Twisted Kilt, working with James and Cyrus Todiwala, where we've used Indian food as a fusion way to get haggis into every course. And they all work well. It doesn't matter where you are, what ingredients you've got, you can produce an amazing burn supper. How does one incorporate haggis into dessert? Well, we have been working over the, the period of time of getting the spices of haggis into chocolate. My goodness. And the feedback was phenomenal. It's just waiting for the right time to look further into that product. I'd certainly taste that myself. I'm not sure there's any sample bars left. James has eaten them all. So, James, as someone who works in the haggis industry and who's probably extremely busy in January, can you tell us what it is that you love about Robert Burns, other, of course, than what it is that he has done for this particular Scottish industry? What I love about Robert Burns, that's a great question. Um... I, I, I kind of fell in love with Burns when I, at primary school, I had to learn the address to the haggis. But once you start to appreciate his poetry, you then start to learn more, more of his poetry. And for a guy at the age of 16 to to pen the poem to Handsome Nell and the, and the language and, and the way he described um, what he saw in this beautiful girl called Nell, it's just the guy was a, an incredible talent. And you just can't help but admire the guy that... Despite all his flaws, he was he was an he was a natural talent. He was he was just born to write poetry, and he tried to do lots of other things and and did them reasonably successfully. But um, he just makes makes things come alive. Really, you know, I, I address haggis every year. I do dozens of them, and even the address to the haggis is such an incredible poem. Eight verses, two minutes. And he takes you through this meandering story of of why haggis is great, from it being on the plate that's groaning to referring to the the pin that would help to mend a mill, which was what they used to enclose the end of the casing, to um, him comparing the haggis to French cuisine and fricassee and olio, to then, you know, when I'm addressing the haggis, I usually lift the chef's arms when I'm saying, my God, this man needs feeding and give him a haggis. And then finishing with, you know, if you want Scotland, just give them haggis. It's it's fantastic. And and the audience just lap it up that, um, you know, this, there's nothing like it in the world. They're probably the closest thing is Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner where we, we spend hours in the kitchen to cook this meal, but there's nothing like it in the world um, through 
how extensively have I've travelled that that cre- recreates a burn supper, and it, it is a sight to be seen, and and it's a it's a wonderful gastronomic and theatric presentation of the life of Burns, and it's fantastic. And it's almost ritualistic. The poem yeah. to a haggis is quite ritualistic. The burn supper. And it's is traditionally quite ritualistic. And the haggis, the food and the drink plays such an important part of that. Colin, in conversation earlier, you mentioned that you didn't grow up in Scotland. So what was your response to the to the haggis phenomenon and the burn supper phenomenon when you encountered it? It uh, well seeing the address to the haggis for the first time, you know, one the heads on the back of your neck stand up, which they do every time since. And two, it's this small country north of England with that passion which has spread right around the world. And you think, my God, you know, you then go on over the you know the last 20, 30 years of all the Scottish produce and seeing where it goes. You know, Scotland boxes well above its weight, and rightly so, because of everything it's about, the passion of so many people, you know, from haggis makers and everything else. Um, and it makes it so easy. It's an easy sell. Do you think that haggis would have been so popular had it not been for Burns and the Burns Supper? That's perhaps a cheeky question to ask gentlemen such as yourselves. I think that um, it may not have been. I think, I I always say, you know, thank God for Robert Burns because I don't think the haggis industry um, would have would have been so popular. Um, I think it would have still been something that got consumed. It would, it would probably be, if I rewind the clock, when I first joined the business in 92, um, you know, there was there was probably one haggis brand. It wasn't eaten 52 weeks of the year. It was something that was really only eaten at St Andrews, Hogmanay and, and Burns. We, we'd entered the market and we were determined to grow a business that would make haggis and sell haggis 52 weeks of the year. And that's what we've done. Um, so we went from a business doing 235 tons a year to about 1,900 tons a year. Um, so haggis, haggis really is, you know, incredibly popular. And even this year, apparently, is, is going to be called the year of the haggis in 2019 um, by the, the Scottish Meat Trade Association. It, it's never been more popular, and and it's used like Colin's been saying, and not just with. Neeps and tatties, you know, nachos, burritos, lasagna, spaghetti, in a pepper, um, in a venison and uh, fig tartan. It's it, it is that versatility piece that enables it to be used, um, you know, in every every meal of the day, which is which is a fantastic thing to come out of Scotland. Um, but no, if it wasn't for Burns, no, it would still be around, but not eaten in the magnitude that it is now. Well, thank you both very much. I'm sure that we will all eat quite a significant amount of haggis this month and that you will be extremely busy, so I'm grateful to you for speaking with us. Thank you very much. Thank you.